We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Hola. It's good to see everyone again, and we continue to have lots of comments and different things coming in and trying to respond to a lot of them on the videos and things, but we still have some we want to address with you all. And so for today's, we've got this one coming from a couple of people, Uh, but there's some question and curiosity about how do you treat crosses in your home or images of Jesus? One person asked if they would be considered idols. Other people just said, is there any value in having them one way or the other? So what do we do with that? Crosses and pictures of Jesus in the house. Okay, if you'll look up Exodus chapter 20. Okay. And about verse 3, maybe. And then I'll look up another one. Now you read that one first. All right. Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. You shall have no other gods before me. Keep going. You shall make for yourself you shall not make for yourself a carved image of any likeness or anything that is in heaven or above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the <coughs> earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them for the Lord your God is a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the father and the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hated me but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. Okay, now that's pretty clear about not making images or bowing down to images. Mm -hmm. Read me this part from right there down to right there. Okay, so Isaiah 46, starting in verse 5 through 7. To whom will compare me, to whom will you compare me or count me equal? To whom will you liken me that we may be compared? Some pour out gold from their bags and weigh out silvers on the scales. They hire a goldsmith to make it into a god, and they bow down and worship it. They lift it up to their shoulders and carry it, set it in its place, and there it stands. From that spot it cannot move. Though no one cries out to it, it does not answer. Though one cries out to it, it does not answer. It cannot save him from his troubles. <clears throat> All right. One of, the, one of Isaiah's uh, prophecies regarding images and idolatry and the way images are so um, cherished by those that make them and that the image doesn't answer you. I think in the Old Testament, there in the passage that you read, it also mm-hmm. says in the same uh, Decalogue, the Pentateuch, uh, the, the Ten Commandments, um, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really, images are are talismans that replace a living relationship with the invisible God. In Romans 1, if we'll look at that real quickly, mm-hmm. and okay. we'll go down to about verse uh, 23 and read a little bit. <clears throat> Maybe 23 would be a... Start with 21 and we'll read down a little bit. Romans 1, okay. 21. 1, 21. 
For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for the images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them up to the lusts of their heart. To That's them. good enough. Mm-hmm. So they exchanged, he says, mm-hmm. the glory of the incorruptible God for the likeness of an image of corruptible man or beast or four-footed right. things or reptiles. So the glory of God is is diminished by an image, and it's not a good exchange. Mm. And what it does is it, it results in a way of thinking. Number one, it, it denigrates God. It makes him less than what he is. Mm. It it The image, whatever it is that you make, cannot reflect who God is, and so it pulls God down, makes him less, makes us think of him as less. And also there is sort of a magical... Uh, talisman, sort of a, a, um, a an effect to an image. If I have the thing, mm-hmm. then that thing somehow uh, is magic, and it it keeps me okay. Uh, in the eighth century, which is the 700s, when Islam had risen up in the 600s, the Eastern Church, under several Eastern emperors, went through what's called the iconoclastic controversy. Mm-hmm. Uh, iconoclasm means breaking images. Right. And um, I was looking in, in one source here that uh, during the, the reign of the Eastern Emperor Leo the Isarian, uh, <clears throat> over the gate of uh, the Imperial Palace, there was this massive image of Christ, mm. like a statue of Christ. Yeah. And some of these people that were so into the idea that we shouldn't make images, they, they, this guy climbed up there and he tore it down and he, mm-hmm. he broke the, the image, you know. <clears throat> and so the angry women from the town just stormed this guy and stabbed him many, many times, stabbed him to death because he broke down this image okay. of Christ because that, that image was so important to him. Mm. Um, not too long after that, um, one of these uh, people that were defending the images said this. They said, We therefore follow the pious custom of antiquity, and we pay these images the honor of incense and lights, just like we do the holy gospels and the venerable life-giving cross. Mm. For honor paid to the image passes to its original. He who adores an image adores the person it depicts. Now, the image... I was going to say, there's, there's a, a hint of, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it does to human beings. There, yes. But our God said, don't make any graven image or any likeness of anything. Now, think about when Moses went up on the mountain in Exodus 32, and he was gone a little while. Mm-hmm. Well, those people were insecure because they needed Moses. Right. They needed to be able to touch Moses. Right. Like a security blanket. I've got my Moses. I'm good. You know, like that. He was gone and they were insecure. But he was gone and they were insecure. And so so they said, Aaron, make us us a God. Mm -hmm. And so they had to have something tangible to hold on to. Right. To to put their trust in except the invisible God. See? So... So I think a lot of times people are reading these verses 
And in today's day and age, they're like, well, of course, we're not going to worship a cow. We're not going to worship these images of something. But they, but let's say they have a picture in their home, a classic art, a new piece of art, whatever it is. And maybe it's a Jesus or it, something. Maybe it's a Jesus picture, you know, Jesus yeah. and Mary or Jesus with the lambs or Jesus with children or all these different yeah. things. And maybe that becomes a special place for them. Maybe. Or maybe it's just they figure if they're going to have art, they might as well have Jesus art than... Mm-hmm. Anything else? There was a man um, that uh, in the same period okay. wrote these words. He said, how is it possible that there can be a drawing that is an image made of our Lord Jesus Christ when he is one person of two natures in a union of the material and immaterial, which admits of no confusion? Since he has an immaterial nature co-joined to the flesh... Uh, we hold that he cannot be depicted. For what is pictured is one person, the mm. human. Mm. And he who draws that person has plainly outlined the divine nature which cannot be confined. So in other words, you can't possibly accurately depict Jesus because he was both God and man. You can predict a man, mm-hmm. and most people predict him inaccurately because Isaiah 53 says he was... He was just a homely Joe, and he yeah. wasn't handsome like they always depict him, you know. Yeah. And But even when you depict that, all you can depict is humanity. You sure, certainly can't see his glory, John 1, 14. Right. Uh, you, can't de- you can't discern that he's the bread of life, the light of the world, the builder of the new temple, Jacob's ladder, the good wine that was saved mm-hmm. until now. So, so maybe to go, like, I do children's ministry stuff. And for those that don't know, I, I do a lot of work with our children's ministry. So yeah. let's kind of start at that level. You're telling the story to the kids about, you know, things that happen in the Bible. You're going to have, you know, a pictures of people, pictures and, of people and moving them around. <laughs> yeah. Is that wrong? I don't think that's the same thing as what the questioner was asking. Yeah, I'm going to kind of work us up. Okay. <laughs> so No, I don't think that's the idea. The idea is, and and... This even happens, let's, let's go a little bit further for all of our, our listeners out there. You go into many, if you went into Eastern Orthodox like these people were, mm-hmm. or you went into Roman Catholicism today in their uh, cathedrals or whatever, monasteries, you would find in one group three-dimensional images all over the place, mm-hmm. statues of Mary, Christ, yeah. uh, the different saints, yeah. and those are looked at as places where you can meditate upon those. You can even pray to those saints, etc. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, so here we have the image being made available, and people actually praying to them. It's very similar to what happens in some cultures if you've got an image of grandma and grandpa, and you set up a little shrine there to mm-hmm. them, and you're you're praying to them yeah. to bless your children and so forth. So, so it kind of goes back to the quote you were reading earlier. It in in the human way of thinking. Well, I'm not going to just a person. I'm not going to an animal, but I'm going to like I'm going to stand in front of an image of Christ because that's going to glorify Christ. But that image is going to, according to God, that image is going to make you think of Christ mm. in ways that maybe you shouldn't think of Christ. Because it's being or, interpreted through a man's creative thoughts right, or whatever. Right, It's only the human. Okay. And uh, people want to change God into their own idea. Have you ever heard people say, I don't want to serve a God who... Oh, yeah. 
Well, so we create an image of God like we want him to be, hmm. and we venerate that image. Even with something as simple as the cross, you're not really, the cross is not depicting God. Yeah. But for many people, the cross becomes a talisman, where if I have that talisman on, Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, in some of these quotes I was reading from medieval people, mm-hmm. they believe that evil spirits would be warded off by crosses or by... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, in some religions today, if you have a priest or somebody bless a cross, put a blessing on a cross and you wear that cross, mm-hmm. that's supposed to keep the evil spirits away. But we know yeah. from Scripture that that has absolutely zero to do with keeping your evil spirits away, but only a close relationship with the spiritual Christ will keep that. So so kind of working it back, yeah, and then we'll keep it going forward, hopefully really try to answer the question. Like some of you are like, oh, history and stuff and all this. Yeah. So it's like using an image of Jesus to help depict a Bible story. Probably not a problem not with that because we're just trying to convey something and it would be really weird to be like, well, here's Peter and Paul and John mm-hmm. and then there's a blank space. That's Jesus, you know, yeah. sort of thing. But if that but, thing becomes for you a that crutch is, or a window and if I don't have that thing, I mm-hmm. can't pray or I can't get I can't get close to God, yeah. then you've crossed the line over into stuff that's really dangerous. And so then if we're starting to bring that artwork into our home... At whatever level it is, you know, it's it's a new piece of art, it's an old classic, you know, whatever, and we've got it, and we're saying that that is my image of Jesus. Well, it depends on what you do with it, because you probably wouldn't, every day, if you wanted to pray, go and kneel in front of that image and, and mm-hmm. try to look through that image into the heavenly world and yeah. stuff. You would just pray wherever you are, right? Yeah. Yeah, it would but, just be art. But even if it's, you know, if I have that nice piece of art hanging on the wall and every time I pass it, I do, oh, I'm going to think about Jesus. Am I still getting close to is it approaching that oh, I'm starting to assign it some importance? I don't think so in that case. I think what we're talking about is is uh first of all, you got to remember scripture and I just brought this history out to show you that Islam reminded Christianity of Exodus 20 Hmm. and all those passages and said, the Bible says, do not make any image or any likeness. Because they hold to, like, you don't do it at all. Like, there's no image, there's no No image or any likeness. In fact, if you go into the mosques that were made from Christian churches, a lot mm-hmm. of Christian churches during that time were taken over and yeah. they were stripped of all imagery and the little filigrees were put on there and there's no images. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they said, look, you guys are supposed to be Christians, supposed to believe the Bible and you're making images of God. The the, the Western church says, well, we're going to defend our images even though the Bible says no. The Eastern Church says, well, we'll give up three-dimensional images, but we're going to keep our pictures and use them just like they use the mm. three-dimensional yeah. images. They burn incense to them. So it's so kind of <laughs> for a modern Protestant you know, sort of background, yeah. there's kind of that weird in-between, and I think that's why we get the question. Is yeah. We don't say that you can't have any image, but we also say, well, you shouldn't use that as a point of contact for God, so to say. You should never make an image of God. Never. Mm. Period. End of story. Okay? Yep. You should never make an image of God. 
Now, if, if you use Jesus images to depict Bible stories and stuff, okay, but you should realize that you're not depicting God. You can't depict God in the flesh. So are we drawing a line of we're depicting the man Jesus, so to say? Like we're trying to depict his humanity, but we're, not... I guess we're trying to. I'm very nervous about this because mm. Scripture is so clear about yeah. not making images, and it's not really about pictures of people telling stories it's about the idea of attaching oneself to an image such that we feel like we have to have that image mm. to be okay. Yeah. Whether it's a cross or it's a picture yeah. or whatever it is. So, um, so it's, I mean, it is. It's not an easy question when you get to the, what, what should I say, the, um, the innocent, just we're depicting stories and so forth like that. But even in our stories, uh, we should be careful to always teach and explain that God is a spirit. Luke 24, he has yeah. not flesh and blood bones, you know, that he's not visible. It's because it gets at that, well, surely I can use these things and not go that far. I mean, that's the whole idea with people decorate with crosses because, again, yeah. you're going... Well, if I'm going to decorate my house and I want to display my faith and all these different things, I would use an image of the cross. Yeah, but the cross is a little different. It's a, it's a little bit different because you're not depicting deity hmm. with with a cross. If a cross is just a, a symbol or a reminder to you of of Christ or something, you know, whatever. But but it's when it becomes it becomes your crutch. It becomes your your talisman for evil spirits. It becomes. Hmm. You know, whatever those things are, then, you know, you've crossed the line. Because like it says in Scripture, the people of Israel were tending to, like in the book of Isaiah, trust their astrologers and trust their images and trust all their all their talismans and all their little mm -hmm. magic things, yeah. trust their ancestors. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the whole thing about making images of people and calling them saints and praying to those people. I mean, that's off the charts. Hmm biblically unsound yeah because you're 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 putting those people in the place of god yeah and you're, you're only supposed to pray the intermediary to god. and there's only one mediator and that's jesus christ right okay yeah it's a difficult because again you do have to look at the various cultures and the way that they've used them and yeah not saying that if you have a necklace and it's got a cross on it that you're going to hell or anything like that that's not what this is about but but we need to ask ourselves is my faith in the biblical God who is invisible, who is spiritual, and am I developing a relationship with that mm. spiritual being that is personal and not tied to any object of any kind on mm. this earth? So, yeah, because uh, thinking about having like religious artwork in the home, the one that always you'll go to an auction and pretty much anybody of a certain age had an image, a picture of the Lord's Supper in their home sort of thing. Like everyone had one. Yeah. Uh, there's some families that they'll say, oh, that's the prized possession. You know, that was grandma's picture <clears throat> of the Last Supper or whatever. And, you know, they'll fight about who gets it next. And so at that point, are you going, oh, they venerated that image? Or is it just the family history attached to it? And Can't, can't make a judgment for each person. Yeah. But it's something to consider. So maybe whoever's asking the questions and things, they can break it down for what is the reasoning behind they have those images or what a well yeah and i would say that 
just turn them back to the scriptures. Read Exodus 20. Read the passage in Romans 1 about exchanging the glory of the incorruptible God for the likeness of an image of corruptible man mm. or birds or four-footed beasts yeah. or reptiles. And be very careful about that. Uh, find your security in a genuine relationship with the Creator who mm. is not depictable. Yeah. You know? And, and we don't want to use any of those images for that security. Yeah. That's yeah. our way to approach, so to say. Now, even the Bible, some people think of the Bible, like we read this one quote, the Gospels. Yeah. They think of the Bible as, oh, the, you know. Yeah. Like if I was to spill my coffee on oh this, my that goodness. would be... We have a little song that we sing. The Bible, the Bible, we love the Bible. It is God's Word. We don't cut it. We don't color it. It is God's Word. Well, I color in mine all the time. <laughs> I was going to say, and, let me look at yours real quick. <laughs> and sometimes it's cut and torn and everything else. It's not this thing here. This is just a thing. Boom. Yeah. There's nothing holy about it. Boom. I, th I throwed the Bible down. There. It's just a Some thing. Some people are getting really nervous it's, right it's, now. It's the powerful spiritual message in that book yes. that gets into my heart and mind. Then it's powerful. So just as much as maybe an image or a cross, we can still find our security in another image. Image, yeah. Well, our security should know. be in the message and in what that message not takes the physical us to, item. not the physical item. Okay, so maybe it expands more <clears> than <throat> just the stuff we hang on our walls. Sure, <laughs> if you want to put a cross on your wall, okay. But if you have to touch it every time you go out and touch it every time you come in, and you know, knowing you with some of your issues, that could be. <laughs> That could be... Okay, never mind. We just wash it down. No, anyway. All right. We went, we went off the rails there. Yes, we did. Oh, man. But it, in all seriousness, we had several people send that message in. Well, it's, a, it's an so, understandable question. Yeah. And, and again, if you come at it from a Western Protestant background, we're not accustomed to, oh, there's a problem here. Right. But then right. when you do read these scriptures, and if you're doing study and you read that and you go... <clears throat> Now, wait a minute. Yeah. You know? So it is something to consider and be aware of. And like you say, as long as our trust and our hope is placed in the person, not the items and the stuff, we're probably in a lot better position. Well, and again, I'm being very cautious. I, I know. I want to go back to that script. Because it says, don't do it. I know. It's the kid stuff. I oh, always, yeah. I always worry about it. Yeah. I don't think that's I think a big about it deal. a lot. But anyway. Yeah. Thanks for the question. Thanks for everything that keeps coming in. For those that have stuck around, we would just ask that if you're listening on podcast, give us a review on the podcast. We've got quite a few people that have just kind of hit the star button, and that's helpful. But give us a review. Uh, if you're on Facebook, hit like and share it with a comment. That helps us immensely, more than just the blanket share. If there's some sort of comment that you make or you attach right. to it, it helps catch people's attention. And as for you, just... Instead of doing all those things, just touch one of those bobbleheads when you go in and out. You'll be all right. Killing me, Dan. Y'all okay. <laughs> have a good week. See, See you next time. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.